Welcome to Wheel of Time Genesis, the Chaos Wombats podcast. I'm Nick, and I'll be your GM. Uh, I'm Shelby. I'm playing Kale. I am a meat popsicle, playing Gedrin. I'm Adam, playing the magnanimous Mafella. So where did we leave off? Last, what what happened last time? What what happened during our last episode? Tinker terrorist. That's all I remember. I think you. Started, I don't think that was the last episode. I think you started the last episode with that. I just listened to it. I feel sure. like it was that. It was the children. Impactful. Well, it was and the it, aftermath. So we woke up. It started with the alternate timeline realities of our characters and Pirate Tolman. Um, the Dread Pirate Tolman. The Dread Pirate Tolman. And uh, um, then we woke up back in the clearing, but things were a bit different. And there were piles of ashes. And it was night. Bornhold was oh, yeah. there. Zale was there. Borash was there, Bo- being an ass. Yes, Borash, not Bor. I don't- uh, and then he went back. He left. We went to the farmer, talked to him for a few minutes. We then decided to go back to... Tried to steal his eggs. I did not. I made a joke about stealing his eggs. Then we went back to the town we were told not to go back to. Still a bad idea. Confronted by the White Cloaks, uh, ended up going in to talk to them because they also... They had like a charismatic young man with them um, that was negotiating for uh, Caleb, who we'd been searching for. The boy with the dagger. Yeah. Um, so they questioned us for a little bit. We kind of found out that he was here, yeah, that the boy with the dagger, um, whose name is Matram. Hugh Violins. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, wanted Caleb because... Caleb was going to be instrumental in getting him to his uh, goal, which was like a hundred foot tall um, of steel, no doors, no windows. Um, And Caleb was somehow important in him getting there. This intrigued us and our quarry is kind of going with him. So we've decided to follow along with Matt. And I believe that's where we left off. Getting ready to leave with Matt and a couple of white cloaks were going with him. Which may or may not include Zane, dependent upon any number of things. Tallman and everybody heads out with Matt and uh, starts to pull the cart around uh, to join up with him and his five uh, white cloak escorts. Uh, there's a, a stable uh, and kind of an open courtyard on the back of the inn. Matt and all of his... Uh, Escorts have their own horses. Everybody's checking gear. Uh, Morella catches sight of Caleb coming out of the back door. Shoulders slumped, almost like a whipped dog kind of uh, look to him. And in that moment, she runs up to him, rams one of her daggers into his thigh. I was wondering if she was going to. Grabs his head with her other hand and leans in and is saying something to him. Matt starts to dismount, get back, and move towards Caleb in that instance. So that's where we're at. No, you got to aim higher if you don't want to breathe in anymore. So does she say anything when she stabs Caleb? Or she does. So she she's right-handed. She stabs him in the thigh, in his, his left thigh on her right side, grabs his head with her left arm, and leans in close, 
and she says something to him, but not anything that any of you can hear, because um, she is probably at medium range, and she is whispering, um, threatening something in his ear, not shouting at him. Does anybody do anything other than Gedrin cheering her on? I think Mephela's obligated to go inspect said wound. We don't want him to die because he's needed. Make sure he's not going to bleed out. I'm going to go make sure Matt's not going to do anything to Morella when he gets there. So you'll both approach. Um, He dismounts and walks there quickly, but uh, doesn't seem particularly concerned. And Morella, um, as you move that, as the three of you, Mephela, Kale, and uh, Matt move that direction, she pushes Caleb back into the wall of the inn and walks away and climbs up into the cart with Tallman. She pulls the knife out and he winces and falls to the ground, obviously in pain. So, um, Mephela, I think you were talking about uh, trying to treat him. Yep. Triage or first aid to, I mean, he needs to be able to walk and not die so we can find this mysterious tower of steel. Are you making a medicine check? Are you trying to use the one power? What are you trying to do there? Let's go with medicine on this one. Okay. Should be fairly easy with just a stab wound. Yeah, we'll go with average. I I can assist if you'd like. I would appreciate it because I am terrible at medicine. What are your, do you have any ranks? No. What's your intelligence? Two. Hey, so you should assist me. Okay, I'll assist you, even though I'm <laughs> One for assist. Difficulty? Mm-hmm. Average. I've heard channeling around all these white cloaks is a bad idea, so. Um, I'm almost liable to impose a setback on myself because I really don't like Caleb. Like, I'm not, like, super careful about not causing him more pain. Two successes, two advantage. Okay. You shouldn't have a hard time bandaging him up, and he's not going to suffer any long-term effects. While you're bandaging him, like, do you do you know what you want to do with the advantage? I have no idea. Okay. Can I yeah, use please. the advantage? So Maybe while you're bandaging... For something good. So while you start to treat him, he um, starts to freak out and kind of mutter, like, I just... I, I, I thought she was dead. I don't... How are you here? How are you alive? What did you... And Matt comes up and like, oh, he's raving. He's obviously going into shock. Like, here, bite down on this. And like shoves uh, like a piece of kindling or something into Caleb's mouth to bite down on as you're kind of half stitching his... Or stitching the wound closed. And so he doesn't really get much else out. But he's obviously kind of freaked out by all of you for some reason. thought Morella was dead? And that Kale was dead. Well, I mean, it's Kale. That doesn't surprise me. But Morella? Huh. Yeah, Morella. That's that's different. She's important to the story. Just wearing her dead husband's armor and using his sword. She is obviously a little proud of herself and, and obviously angry. But she goes and sits up uh, in the front of the cart with, uh, with Tolman and uh, is refusing to look at Caleb. Does anybody have anything they want to do before the party leaves town? Can we restock on those healing potions and there's no such thing as healing potions but uh the, the herb equivalent your medicinal herbs yes there we go you'd have to find an apothecary or something 
Meh, I don't get hurt. Good luck, guys. Can I get Caleb? Is Matt going to be sticking around Caleb now? Can I get Caleb to talk alone in this town before we leave, or do I have to wait until we're on the road? I guess Matt hanging around. Yeah, they're they're uh, basically ready to leave. He'll um, he's not waiting much longer, and he's going to get um, once you have Caleb stitched up, he's going to put Caleb back in his cart. He's going to mount up next to as are the white cloaks, uh, and they're going to be off. Um, you have a few minutes if you need to get something, and you can certainly probably catch them up on the road. They're not going to be going terribly fast. Is there an apothecary in town? Uh, there's probably some sort of a healer woman or something if you wanted to go and try and find her. Yeah, I'm going to try to do that if it doesn't take too long. This is her white cloak ordinance and requirements, right? On behalf of the white cloaks, just charge them. Is that the case that you're making? Uh, not that I'm making. No, I don't want to be a Because that sounds like <clears throat> that sounds like a deception. That sounds like Kale should do that because he hates the white cloaks. I'm I just don't throwing have that idea. any. I'm not deceptive. I'm as as Gedrin would put it. Is it deceptive charming. if you truly believe it? Wouldn't it be charming then? Let's not try to make these arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just going to try to buy which hand. I have um, 40 silver. Plus whatever Tolman hasn't divvied up from the 200, he still hasn't given any of us. Yeah, he used most of that to, Bastard. Uh, to buy his boat. Yeah, we bought. No, we bought like two herbs for everybody. Mm-hmm. For painkillers. Yep. And a rope. We haven't really used very many of them. I still got my three. That's why I'm not worried about it. And Mafella revealed she can heal. When white cloaks aren't around, it's like twenty-five marks. Is yeah. there anything All right. like um, outside of painkillers? Are there other medicinal herbs that she might have? Um, she could probably make just about any uh, of the I standard stuff. I don't know what standard stuff is in the book. Well, well then, then you'd you have to go look up yeah. herbalism. This is the uh, welcome to the shopping episode. <laughs> Strain recovery is way too expensive. I'll tell you that right now. Well, it's like instant strain recovery. I know, but I mean, the herb, it's so expensive. You can't afford it. It's not worth it. Okay. Uh, you're not trying to do anything else? Was nope. there anything yeah, that you were trying to ask her specifically while, um, uh, while Kale takes care of his little shopping trip? I don't know, Adam. The stamina elixir is only 50, and that seems like something you would be able to use pretty that's expensive well. when we only had 200 to start with, and most of that's gone. Um, when I'm talking to Morella, not necessarily pull information out of her, but more to make her feel bad. Like, you were really into bad. the way of the leaf, and you just ran up and stabbed somebody, sweetheart. You can't just stab people like that. We've been through this with Gedrin and throwing people. That's not the way to handle these things. But Kale does it, and Gedrin does it, and it felt really good. <laughs> I've only that's, thrown one person. Thank you. But that's not the way of the leaf that you were so appreciative toward the Tinker Terrorists. Gedron, didn't you pummel Shivan? Uh, several times. And Mephella, I believe in the way of the leaf, and I think that it's a wonderful way to live and a wonderful way to be, but I am also coming to believe that followers of the way of the leaf need protection, and they need people who are willing to work to protect that way and serve that way, um, even if it means committing violence on their own. So you're becoming a cactus believer like Kale. Cactus believer? The way of the cactus. That was a Zane joke from like episode three. 
No, no nothing information-wise I'm trying to pull out of her. Just a conversation, how I'm disappointed. That's not the way we handle things. This isn't who you really want to be. Don't become like Caleb and just stab people, I guess. I suppose that seems fair. But I hate get, having him right there. He'll get his justice eventually. He killed Shara. I am aware. And you think that he doesn't deserve the same fate? I think everyone can make up for their mistakes eventually. Oh, he totally deserves the same fate. Even if they're horrendous acts. Okay, I'll think on what you have to say. Does she have any herbs of healing? Uh, it's a 50 silver. Um, when used, when making a medicine check, you add a success and an advantage to the check. Yeah, she should. Um, can I talk you down to 40? can five-finger discount it if you're good enough. I smell a negotiate. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a negotiation does, check. It does, doesn't it? Ooh. Thankfully, I have a rank in that. It's going to be average uh, with um, a single upgrade, and then I'm not going to spend. Not, I'm not super worried about this, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to spend either. Um, I will give you a boost die if you mention the white cloaks, though. <sighs> you're going with them. You don't have to say that they'll pay for it. Yeah, I mentioned that we're traveling with the White Cloaks. I was just looking to get some equipment. Oh, well, here, dearie. And she'll she'll give you two of those and two of the um, the cure-all willow bark. Pain medicine? Yep. For, like, just, she's just giving it to me? Yeah, of course. Those White Cloaks, they've been, uh, they've been a real help. And uh, I've heard that they mess uh, with uh, other wise women in other places, but they have... Uh, they have helped me out, and they uh, are taking care of the uh, the tinker problem, and they've just been real dears. Uh, it's just a shame we couldn't come to any kind of a, any kind of a conclusion to the negotiations. I'm gonna go and walk out. I'm not. I just heard just talking about how like oh they're taking care of the tinker problem. You know they're great. Uh, uh, fuck that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm good. You know you stabbed that problem, right? I hit it with the back of my sword enough to make so- it bleed from the mouth. I was like, so hard you critical. I strained him out. It's fine. Technically, Tolman yelled him to death, so. Technically, we don't know whatever happened to him. He just kind of, poof, disappeared. fair. I'm not a big fan of her talking about how they're taking care of a tinker problem, so. So you're just leaving the uh, the things that she offered up? Never mind, never mind. But they're a menace. Okay. Good day. Kale comes back empty-handed. And uh, she didn't have anything. It was weird. Good job, Cacti. Good job. I feel like I should go charm her if you failed. I got this. <laughs> Look what you did. Oh, great. He's going to throw her through a window. That's not good enough. Give me more. Through the window. <laughs> Yeet. I'm not yeeting a wise woman. That would be rude. So you're but just I... going back? Yes. Because you don't trust Kale's ability to negotiate? Mostly. Okay. Are you going to mention uh, working with the White Cloaks? I will. I'll even ask. It's like, I had a friend here. He said you were you were completely out of anything. We're traveling with the, the White Cloaks to, to transport. a. I need to restock our wares. For, actually, I'm, I don't even know. Need to restock from traveling. Got into a bit of a scuffle with uh, the Tinker Terrorist. You know, I'll just say it that way. Has a nice ring to it. And uh, 
Also, if she has anything that uh, can help fortify uh, the spirit against unpleasant situations. I got scared last time. So she'll make you the same offer. And she does have something that would potentially sort of fortify the spirit, if you will. Um, and she'll include that as well. That's going to be a combination of alcohol and red fennel. Ooh, if I remember right, that sounds bad. And how much of each was it again? Since you're working with the white cloaks and she is, uh, she's like, your friend was just in here and he walked out without any of the stuff that I was offering. But here, you can have it. The two doses of Helol and willow bark, um, one dose of alcohol and red fennel, and two doses of, uh, and some of the healing herbs. I've got uh, the payment. Thank you very much. Thank you, dearie. Thank you for taking care of that tinker for us. You are more than welcome, ma'am. All right. Can we go now? Matt says as you come back. Yeah, she didn't have anything for people who weren't charming. Oh, my God. Uh, Matt gets the white cloaks and uh, Caleb moving. Hallman will drive his own damn cart. Tallman would drive his own damn cart for once. I, I yep. can drive the cart. Tallman can go. Prior to camping, was there anything that anybody wanted to do while trying or while traveling? Morella is going to um, sit and talk with Tallman a bit, and then uh, along with any of the rest of you that want to talk to her, um, she's going to go back to practicing her knives, uh, though, once she needs a further outlet. How noticeable is delving? Like, can I do it on the sly and nobody knows I'm doing it? Or is it like a flamboyant type thing where I'm feeling with my fingers and all that good stuff? Or how does that work? I will let you minimize uh, any of your uh, movements, right? What uh, in D&D would be semantic components, but in uh, Genesis and Wheel, right, are mm-hmm. mostly arm motions, uh, etc. So okay. you, you can do that, um, but it's going to be like wearing armor or operating without the use of your hands. So you're going to get, odds are you can probably get away with it, and it's going to be like a a setback or two. Okay. And then do I need to roll and burn strain for this, or is this an out-of-structured encounter type situation? You will roll, and it it's going to depend on what you're trying to do. Okay. Right. So you're basically falling into a um, narrative use of the one power. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and it sounds like you're going delving specific, which is good. Um, yep. Your difficulty is not going to be set um, by like a standard structured table, but by what it is that you're trying to do and what I know about that situation. Okay. Um, yes, you will spend the strain, but you're likely to recover it. Uh, relatively quickly, provided that your actions don't trigger a structured encounter. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, while we're writing, I would like to delve Matt and Caleb, just each person, not necessarily super intrusive, but something's odd. Something doesn't make sense with these people. Um, The boy has the sense of entitlement and is kind of bossing everybody around. Caleb is crazy. I don't really know at this point. Um, the leader seems to be swayed from his righteous, um, 
white cloak views to work with a dark fiend. Something's something seems fishy. I don't know if it's one power related. I don't know if it's like a psychic type thing. So fishing with delve. Does that work? Um, yes, I am going to um, give one extra warning if you're trying to delve someone, especially at range. Okay. Um, usually it would require touch. It's not going to require touch. Um, but in the books, at least, delving person usually um, makes them feel like they've been dripped or dipped into a uh, like an ice bath or whatever. It usually oh. makes them full body shiver. Now, I'm not saying that's when it's going to happen. Um, it's going to help set some cold. of the difficulty, but threat or... Um, uh, despair or something might let them know okay what that that they've been touched by the power okay let let's do it toward caleb first then to see what kind of happens okay and then, and then i can judge from there if i'm willing to try the white cloak next or and what are you looking for just anything out of the ordinary or something's not adding up with Caleb. He made that sly comment on the side that he thought we were dead. He's kind of talking crazy. I don't know if there's like a, a one power influence on him. Maybe that pushback situation that we were experiencing in his cellars, having a residual effect or emanating from him, or maybe he's just going crazy. I don't know. Digging deep with Delve. No, I get you. We're going to use, I think it's going to be an average check. Okay, two. Yep. And you're saying setback at all? How far are you from him? How far is he from me? (laughs) Right, but you can control some of that. So um, uh, because you can either walk closer or further away, Um, you can have line of sight. I assume, you know, like what is the situation during which Mephella is trying to use this I would say when he's riding up maybe next to the cart or something like that, so we're within arm's reach of each other, if that would work. We're going to add one setback for this one then. Okay. So you're good with just one setback? Yep. Excellent. And then I'm not going to spend. I will not either, and I will remove that setback since I'm a cautious delver. (laughs) Yay! All right. Okay. Well, you're working up the rest of your pool and checking your numbers, uh, results, uh, Kale or Gedrin? Anything you're doing uh, during the afternoon? No? I want to go up to Matt and see if there's any way I can talk to Caleb. He's not really letting anybody too close to Caleb. He's spending a lot of time talking to the White Cloaks in turn, generally just trying to remain amiable and, uh, and whatever. But anytime someone approaches uh, Caleb, he's not far behind. I'm not going to press the subject now. I'll wait. You, I mean, you can still talk to Caleb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt is liable to be there fairly quickly. Caleb, what was it you said earlier about Marella and myself? I, 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 and he kind of glances around, scared, looking for wherever Matt's at. Uh, Matt makes eye contact and kind of uh, to come up and ride on the other side of uh, of where you're walking, trying to talk to Caleb. No. Nothing. Uh, delusional. Shock. Like uh, like Lord Matt said. Shock. It must have been shock. I, I, I must have been thinking of a bad dream or, or something. 
And then Matt comes up grinning like, well, what are we talking about? Caleb just said something peculiar earlier about myself and Marilla, and I was I was just trying to get clarification on it. Oh, that bit about him thinking you were dead. Yeah, that was that gave me the the heebie-jeebies. That uh, that that makes sense. I mean, a dark friend talking about uh, about your death. I think that's enough to rattle anybody. But you should be careful. Caleb's high up in the shadow, and I wouldn't want you being unduly influenced by interactions with him. I'm sure it was just a a matter of shock or or a nightmare or dream he had or something. Spoon wasn't that bad for shock, but it, maybe we can talk about it later after his head's clear. Like I said, you might be careful. I'm not going to be buddies with him or anything. He's a he's a grade A turd. Well, all right then. But I don't know that the white cloaks will take too kindly to it either. Do we have a result from a fella? Yes. Two success, one of which is a triumph and an advantage. Ooh, All right. Um, what do you want to use the advantage and the triumph on? So I guess the triumph kind of depends what I get as a result from Caleb. I'm thinking if it is like an insanity type thing, where or why it's coming from, if it's not an insanity thing and it's like, say it's linked to Matt or something like that, then it affects Matt also is what I was leaning toward as the, the triumph. So it, it affects another target is what I was looking at on the, on the charts. Mm, okay. So you want your result for your success first. That kind of will direct where I want to use the triumph. Yeah. Either I go deeper into Caleb and what's going on or it's tied to Matt and I want to know why type thing. So, um, with those results, uh, I think that uh, Caleb doesn't detect anything. Um, when you touch him with the power and um, delve him physically, he shudders uh, like he's cold, but he must mentally play it off to something else because he doesn't look around. He doesn't make any acknowledgement like that would be weird. Um, are you doing this at about the same time that... Uh, Kale is talking to Caleb. I think that would be a reasonable distraction for Caleb and have it where we're in close proximity like that. Sure. So yes. You can sense the wound in his leg, sense that he is tired. He hasn't slept a day or two. He is stressed. um, And that stress and what you assume is some amount of fear only rises whenever Matt is nearby or involved. So um, if you are taking the opportunity that Kale is presenting when he starts talking to Caleb to delve him then, he gets kind of furtive, looking around for Matt and stressed. And then when Matt comes up, he goes quiet and gets extra scared. As far as anything involving the one power, no. But there is something... A little off, a little corrupted, maybe, but it's not like a wound or a cancer or a. It, it's not anything completely physical. Anything similar to what we experienced in his cellar? Maybe a little, but like I can't make a, a tie between so those much, so much smaller as to be inconsequential, right? Okay. And to Mafella's perspective, that would. Pres- 
potentially present as, well, I mean, if that's his study and or work area, right? If he's yep. spent any amount of time down there, that may just be a result of. Yep. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think with the triumph, then we'll just have it affect another target. So who are, who's our second target? The white cloaks that are with us, are they significant like Borash or the guy that's in charge or are they just run of the mill white cloaks? Uh, they are, like it's not the one you that don't you don't about. know any of them specifically. Okay, that's what I was wondering if it was except one of them for if one of them is Zane, which I'm not saying one of them is Zane. That would be for Dan <laughs> to make the call on. Gotcha. Whether he I is think, currently openly a white cloak or not, I think the logical choice would be Matt then, because I'm noticing he's acting different around Matt. Matt's got this cocky, in charge attitude, and I don't understand where it's coming from. You're going to add, basically add a person to the effect. Correct. And you're going to add Matt when he comes up. Yep. When he's interacting. Okay. Like it spills over and hits Matt also or something, however you want to word it. So you get the read off of Caleb and then, right, like Matt's right there. And so you stretch just a little bit further. Yep. And when the power touches Matt, you feel pushback. Uh, you're able to push past it, but... For some reason, it it feels like he's somehow uh, resistant to that initial touch. If Caleb feels like furative and scared and injured, you feel no injury in Matt. He is young and healthy. You can almost feel that confidence through the delve. Um, It's so strong. He is in peak physical condition and you're not... Like, there, there's nothing to detect in that way. However, in the way that you feel a sliver, an echo of the basement room in Caleb, you feel cracks in Matt, almost like there's two or three people there, and it's it switches. Which explains some of his demeanor changes suddenly. That corruption, not a tumor, but that almost tumor-like thing that you felt as well, that exists in Matt, but in Matt it is um, it is a controlled inferno. Okay. And as you, as Mafella gets that sensation, gets that feeling, I think her eyes probably go a little wide. That is incredibly strange. And I know that she got a triumph. But he looks directly at her. I knew that was coming. And grins and winks. <laughs> okay. And uh, then breaks eye contact and goes back to his his conversation with um, Kale and Caleb. All righty. Gedrin. I want to be very charming with Matt and find out exactly what is in this... Uh, tower we're looking for and why what should we be be ready for am i going to be able to charm it with my mug or my mitts you're telling me that you want to try and charm a tower well it has no doors how else am i gonna get in well you see you need something like this and he pulls a a bronze dagger that you had seen tucked into his belt previously. He's got the ruby hilted dagger, but in the back of his belt, he's got just this 
It's not sharp, but he has a bronze dagger that looks of a reasonable quality. You need one of these, or something like it, in order to get into the tower. But that's only the first step. That place is dangerous. I don't know that you'd be wanting to go in there. It's going to be mighty boring just sitting outside. I don't know why I'm emulating your voice either. I have no idea. Uh, interested, though. Okay, didn't get much from him. How about the white cloaks? I mean, that's that's just the start of a conversation. Did you want to make a check? Were you trying to do something else? Oh, yes, I would, I would like to make the check. Okay, well, what type of a check are you making? I thought I was pretty clear <laughs> on it being a charm check. All right, making my pool. What am I against? So, well, I, uh, I need... He answered the question you asked. So I need some sort of a, like, follow-up or something. Well, what, uh, what I'm not, kind I'm of... I'm not arguing with you using charm. I want, uh, I want to know what it is that you're trying to learn. Um, like, or what is it that you're trying to have a conversation uh, with him about? What the tower, obviously. Is, but, yeah. What would dangers would be in the tower, and can I charm them with my face or my mitts? So you're just trying to learn more about the tower. Yeah, maybe a little bit from him on why he wants to get in there so bad. Okay. And well, if he has the key, why? Oh yeah, it's the guy knows where it is, right? The guy, Caleb. Yes. Uh, Caleb's a merchant, and he travels back and forth uh, to Camelin. And it's not on the Camelin Road, but it's a mar- It's a landmark uh, used by uh, travelers. Yeah, what uh, dangers could we seek in and or near it? And what exactly Matt wants in it? So you're going to try Charm. Your difficulty is going to be... Formidable. I thought this was going to be a difficult... Well, Formidable is five, so... Yeah, I, I know. I was being sarcastic. Five. Purple. All right. Any upgrades? Uh, I'm not going to upgrade it. Um, I'm not going to add any setback or anything. Um, why not? Why am I not going to add setback to his charm check? It's dark out. Matt hates him. Upgrade that thing with GM points. Do it all. There's nothing fun he can spend despair on, so it's not worth it. Uh, No, I could find plenty of reasons and ways to spend despair. I know what's going to happen if you roll despair or threat. Um, He answered your first questions already. It's not that he won't uh, answer other questions. It's that he may not tell you everything, and the questions or the answers you get may or may not be as truthful or non-selective as you would otherwise want. Okay. Um, I will give you a uh, boost because uh, he's in a relatively giving mood. And um, based on the other two's checks, he's kind of amused by you and them at the moment. I enjoy that. Okay. I have a, a success, a triumph, and three threats. Oh, Gedrin. That is your success. So you have a success, a triumph, and three threats. So for your three threat... I'm going to hold those in reserve, uh, how those play out. I've got an idea and I'll use them for that. Then, uh, that's going to, they're going to, um, your conversation with Matt, he's going to, and because you succeeded, he's going to give you, uh, pretty much all the answers that you're looking for. And he's not going to really lie about it, but something takes place during the conversation that, uh, Gedrin's not going to notice, um, and that may come into play later. That is fair. Okay. How do you want to use your triumph? Do you have a way you want to use your triumph or do you want to 
hold it until after you've finished uh, your questions. I want to hold it. Uh, let's say uh, three answers to your questions of Matt about the tower for your success. And then you can determine if you want to use your triumph for more. Okay, so ask away. Question one. What dangers would we face in the tower? Well, you see the tower's a doorway. Well, it's not really a doorway, but it it's a, a portal. It's a... It, it leads to another place. And the people that inhabit that place... They're keen on making deals, uh, but uh, there are a couple of safer ways to get there where they have to make a deal. And entering their realm from the tower uh, is, a, is a lot more dangerous. You have to get, you have to do some certain things in order to, to get in and out safely. They'll skin you alive if, uh, if they have to. They're vicious. What is it you seek in this tower? Well, I think I already told you that I, uh, I'm i missing some memories, which is why I need Caleb to show me where it is. And uh, it's not really a place you can go more than once, but I have an opportunity, and I think I know enough to make it work for me. And then he gets contemplative again for a moment and goes kind of quiet and kind of looks into the middle distance as he's thinking. Plus, it's an avenue to power, and we need that power. You see, I'm supposed to, we're supposed to report to the Lord Captain Commander after we get done with our personal business here. We're to be an advisor, you know. And that is why we have this white cloak escort. Can I use my tramp now to see if he actually has any intention of being... of allowing the white cloaks to benefit from this? I know, out of game. But like, they, they, No, he should... They're, feel like he would not get along with them if he... You want to use your triumph now to intuit his whether his response is truthful and whether or not he is leading the white cloaks more of like this resource or I'm trying, I'm trying to hone in on what it is that you're trying to, to get or ask there like out of game. I'm trying to figure out, are we sacrificing these white cloaks to get into this tower? He just picked a group of people he doesn't like to sacrifice. Cause that's totally what I would do. And that you want to use the um, triumph to intuit that. His true intentions of. He's been. Other, sure, sure. Random, okay. like the random white cloaks here. That doesn't seem like he needs them. Uh, no, he doesn't seem to bear the white cloaks any ill will. He's been talking and joking with them all day long. And um, you can intuit via the conversation that you've been having that. Um, he has every intention of entering the tower himself. Um, but the White Cloaks are um, a protective escort to follow him and aid him now, and then to escort him to the Lord Captain Commander of the Children of the Light after he's done at the tower. 
they're he's not, not taking the he's not taking the white cloaks in and he didn't lie to you about needing the dagger in order to enter the tower what other kind of things would you need when you're in the tower well you know those beings i was t- uh, i was telling you about the the dangerous ones on yeah. the other side or once you enter have you ever played the game snakes and foxes out of character have i uh, in this world, it's like a children's game that is next to impossible to win. So it, it's possible. It's probable that uh, that you had played it or seen it uh, at some point in time in your lifetime. I don't know if it was something Ogiers would play. It sounds violent. No, it's like a it's like a unwinnable board game using dice and stones. Uh, so he says, well. The game's kind of like that, and the the rhyme that uh, that opens any game of snakes and foxes. Those are all important things. That's why we have most of them here. And he pats uh, the uh, cart that uh, Caleb uh, ran away in and has been using. Oh, you know, the rhyme at the beginning of the game: courage to strengthen. Fire to blind, music to dazzle, iron to bind, while drawing a triangle with a wavy line through it in the air. Got it. Okay, so that's your three questions and your triumph. Yep. Comes around dinner time. Uh, it starts to get a little bit dark, and uh, you make camp for the night. The white cloaks are going to set up a watch and would appreciate any help. Morella uh, would like to... St- start being included in watches um are any of you joining any of them on watch nope matt sets up a um or tries to set up a dice game with anybody that'll play but the white cloaks are uh, very reticent and they set up uh, a little base camp and some tents uh in their perfect little rows they talked with Matt throughout the day, but they're not really uh, involved with any of you or um, anything but standoffish. Did anybody want to gamble with Matt? I will. Are you willing to bet the van braces? No. You're just playing for a little bit of coin? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to... Uh, anybody else? Nope. No. Um, are the other three of you... Are the three of you uh, helping with the watch at all? Yes. Yes. The white cloaks will keep a watch even if one of you is on duty. They're not, um, they don't trust any of you enough to not set up their own watch. Hmm. I trust them plenty. So I will use the time to sleep. Either way, you'll get the uh, rest you need and uh, Mephelum can recoup the strain over the course of the day. That's not going to be a problem at all. If we're gambling, um, we're just going to do a simple oppose check for the evening. Play a dice game. It's going to be an average check. Highest number of successes wins. Um, what am I rolling? Uh, you actually get to choose this. I'll let you choose the skill that you are using on the game, provided that you have a reason for that skill. What would be some good examples of skills? Like I, I so all right, if you're if you're lying and maybe trying to cheat, 
uh, you'd use deception. If you are, um, you know, using, uh, you know, like some reasonable strategies and uh, like trying to pay attention to the dice, maybe perception would work. Um, if you're trying to catch him out at cheating, uh, that may be vigilance. If you are um, like um, only playing good bets, maybe you're using discipline. I'll do perception. I'm trying to catch him out. Not like trying to to watch, see if he's cheating or and to see what what or if and how he's playing and bet appropriately he's going to use charm as he tries to kind of distract you the difficulty is going to be average i'm going to double or nothing and then you're going to upgrade once for something that you don't know that i do okay so will you no i won't (laughs) worth a shot i mean i could upgrade uh my dice pool instead of my difficulty for funsies, I'm gonna go ahead and flip one. Charmingly gambling, great. He's using his charm to try and distract uh, away from uh, his wins getting... and his losses, and trying to get him to bet more than he normally would um, in an amicable way. I'm just trying to give Gedrin more ammo to use for charm. <laughs> I think that might take up gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? All right. Go. After seeing this, yeah. Two successes, uh, four advantage. I have one, two, three, four, five, six successes. Jesus Christ. All of his uh, threats and advantage got canceled out. I think he's going to take you for uh, 10 marks per. Okay. So that'll be 60. Well, how many successes did you have? I had uh, two. Two. We'll do the difference. So 40? So 40. That's all I got. Well, I mean, he's willing to give you some credit if you want to come back. Or we could always talk about the bracers. Nope. You win this round, Matt. Are you sure we... Put up the dagger. Like I said, we we would really love to add them to our collection. We who? He doesn't even acknowledge uh, that question beyond we. But he almost seems to use it like the royal we, if that makes sense to you as players. You got taken for 40 marks. Shelby looks super excited about it. He's willing to gamble other things. He's even willing to extend you a line of credit, i.e., favors. No, do it. No, like the finger. favor, like the favor mechanic for this for the game. Right, you just owe him. I'm I'm okay. I I I know when I'm outmatched. I thought I did so well too. What's that? I thought I did so well. well. I think you did fine. Yeah, he only took you for forty. With a smile. I feel like Shelby would be happy to gamble with Matt. I don't know that Kale is. And Kale might not be, but Shelby <laughs> should, be proud, should yes. be proud to be taken by Matt. All right. So uh, Gedron wasn't taking a watch. Kale was taking a watch. My fellow was taking a watch. And the White Cloaks are taking a watch. Uh, Morella is going to take a watch. So Morella's not going to notice shit. Uh, I just know that. So um Kale and Mafella can each give me either a perception or a vigilance. Actually, just give me a vigilance um, against oh, a man. hard difficulty. Right? Crazy. Another hard difficulty. He, he doesn't mention all the averages. Opera class? He doesn't, he, doesn't, like he doesn't mention the formidable that Gedrin overcame. 
We only saw one of those. I triumphed over it. Triumphed. The Gedrin triumphed at. He's been trying to be charming for so long. He finally did it. Two failures. I have seven successful charm checks. Thank you very much. He's keeping track. (laughs) I'm not surprised he's keeping track. That was uh, two failures and an advantage. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with your advantage? Boost die. Boost die to. To, uh, Gedrin is watch next. Gedrin's not doing a watch. I thought he said he was. No, he said he wasn't. I have never done a watch. (laughs) Never. Never, never. He sets up an elaborate. Gedrin, Gedrin has two charts on his sheet. Watches. And charm checks. <laughs> <laughs> the two most important things in yes. Gedron's world. Fuck watches. Learned at a very oh. young age. Everybody sneaks up on me anyway. It's better if I'm fully rested. I okay. like that philosophy. <laughs> what about Mafella? Oh, uh, I so, need... Uh, Mafella will be up next. And let's say you passed a boost die there. Okay. Excellent. That was my confusion. It's just like Mephella took a watch. No, okay. you got bored and made soup. Mephella takes a watch. Um, and so I think that <gasps> that it. I made soup. You notice during your watch that uh, the white cloaks just assigned the watch to themselves and didn't count you guys in. And they're pretty fucking weird and lame. Like they, they have a watch, but they basically their watch consists of one of the five of them in turn. <laughs> walking marching from one end of their tents to the other about facing and then walking back like looking forward the whole time out like looking around it's yep. like it's very rote yes just marching back and forth for their hour and a half two hours yeah they're even bad at watch it's the way so i need away. a soup bonus yeah <laughs> No soup. Some type of a tool or circumstance. No soup for you. You Nazi. Um, tend the campfire so it's a little brighter for that circumstance bonus. Oh. Um, I mean, a torchlight can ruin your night vision. I feel um, like if I'd argued the other way, you'd be like, oh, no, you can't see because the campfire is too bright. Well, I mean, you can argue either way, right? I know. I'm not giving you setback for the darkness um, as it stands anyway. But okay. yeah, you want to you wanna like um, carry a torch or... A um, little brighter. If you wanted to make a... Um, Maybe there's a little one power making it just a, a titch brighter or something. I don't know. Sure. Or you're just kind of, uh, you know, yeah, giving I'll yourself a little one. boost there somehow. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Five success and one advantage. Five success and one advantage. Um, do you have a use for the advantage? Um, so I was thinking advantage wise, it's not necessarily related to the perception check per se, but I kind of did you make to... perception or did you make vigilance? That was vigilance. Sorry. Okay. No oh, good. Um, I kind of wanted to poker prod the white cloaks like why are you working with a willing or knowingly working with dark fiends when you're friends. so anti dark friend persons like you because you're a woman you're accused of being a dark friend like this doesn't make sense to me so i don't know if i can use my advantage in that direction if that works or not i don't know 
with the whole perception thing or vigilance thing. Um, I don't think they're going to talk to you on, um, on watch, okay. especially at this point. Um, but I will let you use that as a conversation thing and potentially give you a boost die on a future social interaction with them. Okay. And just hold it for that. Yep. Okay. And then, um, so for your success, the white cloaks don't really notice it, um, or anything else. And in part because of your, um, use of the one power. You get a brief uh, sense of uh, like a dark presence that then disappears. And it's not super close, but um, within a hundred yards or something of the camp. And uh, then it disappears uh, within 10, 15 seconds. Um, You sense it once or twice on your, over the course of like your hour and a half uh, ish watch and then you see a large winged shape fly overhead shaped kind of like a bat your successes are enough with as far away as it seems to be it would have to be huge uh, like the size of a, a bat like the size of a man okay a- like a small man or, or a kind of large woman a- like a batman Damn it. <laughs> uh, so you see it once. Um, take a watch. Not fly across the moon, but um, flying through the moonlight. And it, but it doesn't seem to make a noise or if it makes any noise at all, it's too far distant. It doesn't approach the camp. It just flies by. I'm going to point that out to the white cloak on watch with me. Like, what is that? And he takes the torch that he's carrying and like, what's what? I don't, where? And when you point up to the sky, um, he he lowers the torch to like, holds it kind of half behind him, but he doesn't seem to catch sight of it. His night vision is kind of fucked. And by the time that he adjusts enough or looks enough in that direction, you're imagining things, girl, and goes back to his marching. Any other time, it'd be a dark friend. This is cursed. That is cursed. Okay. Otherwise, evening passes uh, uh, uneventfully. Mephella notices some shit. Are you uh, telling anybody else about what you saw? Um, I did have one follow-up question. Sure. Would my less than reputable knowledge be able to be checked against that or not? No. Um, okay. And there are reasons, and I can explain that to you later if you have questions, but... Um, no, that's fine. I'm just trying to find a use to use the damn skill. Oh. Yes. I, I wondered apologize. if it would. No, I apologize. Yes. Um, you could make a skill check. Ooh. If you wanted. I gotta figure out how this works now. <clears throat> well, my intelligence is so low. I never make knowledge checks. Okay. And then my difficulty. Um, and your difficulty is going to be average. Oh my god, that's not hard. Well, I thought about making it hard because you're Sean Chan, but um, <laughs> but that doesn't that doesn't seem fair based on um, what I know it to be. So average average makes perfect sense. 
Okay. Um, I mean, it would probably just be easy uh, if you weren't Sean Chan. I'm good with that unless you want to upgrade for some reason. No, I don't. That's good. Okay. We are currently sitting on two and two, by the way. Advantages. Uh, Four success on that knowledge check. Four success. Okay. So you were, you've seen a statue in a place that Yara took you that looks like a uh, sallow, um, not frail, but almost man that has huge wings like that. You seem to recall her saying uh, or calling it uh, Drakkar. I actually remembered that name. I feel proud. I remember it now that he said it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to relay this information that I caught sight of this winged creature in the moonlight flying. We know as Drakkar, at least in our homeland. I don't know what they're called here. Wait, in our homeland, don't people like use them as troop transports? No, you're thinking Rakan. Thank you. Drakkar are shadow spawn. So who are you telling that to? Who's next on watch? Uh, for you guys? Nobody. Well, maybe Morella. Yeah, I don't think she'd be terribly useful. Um, I think I'll let the White Cloak, the next one, know. Hey, I saw something flying. It had some wings. The other guy didn't believe me. I'm letting you know. I know it's there, dude. I saw it. Describe it to him. I don't know how to say what it is without making him think I'm just another shadow spawn running around. Not every white cloak has the same zeal that Borash does. My experience has said otherwise thus far. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just explained to him that I saw this thing flying around, describe it to him. The other guy didn't believe me. Pretty sure it's called a Drakkar from what I've heard someone else somewhere say. Oh, well, it was likely just a bat. You saw it at a weird angle, but I'll keep an eye out. That's a big bat, dude. It was probably just closer than you thought it was. I'll I'll keep an eye out, though, and don't fear. The light is with us. Okay. You're safe within any white cloak camp. If we For the, for the light walks men. with the children. Um, is there anybody else going on watch besides the white cloak? No. Um, they, you all offered, and so you're each taking a watch, but they assigned someone over that watch between the five of them anyway. I'll let it go with that. I think maybe, maybe I don't believe what I saw either because, I mean, that was a statue that can't possibly be real. I don't know why that would be something flying in the night all of a sudden. Maybe it's my mind playing tricks on me. Okay. I think we are going, based on timing and that encounter, were you going to tell anybody else the next day? Yes. Whom? I'm going to I'm going to ask the two white cloaks, the one I pointed out and the other one that I said to watch for it, but in a way that everyone else can hear, hey, did you see that thing I saw flying around last night that you didn't believe me and you were going to watch out for? that I saw at my time. So kind of everybody, if that makes sense. But specifically the white cloaks, you're not talking to. I, I'm directing it at those two specifically, but loud enough so anyone else can hear us around us. Okay. Um, any of the three of you that want to 
can make a perception. It's going to be um, average. Oh, man. And I would like you to tell me um, whom you are watching for their reaction. Matt. Caleb. So Kale's watching Matt. Caleb. Gedder's watching Caleb. Stand- I think it stands to reason the white cloaks for myself. Okay. I'm not going to upgrade. I don't have any other things. You're talking about it loud enough, so I don't have any other mitigating factors. Um, Can I use that social boost die in reserve for the white cloaks for this one? Yes, you may. Perfect. Need all the help I can get with my one green die looking at me. Two advantage. He's sad. <laughs> two advantage. So it's a failure with two advantage. Uh, so for Matt, he grins. You're not sure if that's in relation to what... Um, Mephila saying, or he's just happy about his breakfast, but he sort of sneer grins to himself and strokes the um the dagger uh, with the ruby in it as he sits down to his breakfast. Okay, Gedrin, uh, two successes and a threat. Two successes and a threat. Uh, okay, so Gedrin watches Caleb, and Caleb has a initially has like a little bit of a fearful look. Uh, you're going to take the one strain. Check. He has a brief moment of, of fear or concern, and then he brightens suddenly and uh, kind of steals some glances over at Matt, like, oh, okay. Okay, maybe this will work. Sort of, right? Like, he wholeheartedly believes Mephella and what she's saying and that she saw Drakkar um, the previous night during Watch, and that makes him excited. Uh, and specifically in relation to Matt. And then uh, Mephella. One advantage. One advantage. You can maintain the boost die for the advantage, if that's what you'd like. That's what I was going to go for, because they're maybe starting to believe me. Like Zane, uh, I need a decision on whether or not Zane has revealed himself to be a white cloak, or is um, either tailing the group, or traveling with the group um, still incognito as to his status. Uh, Yeah, I think if we're with the White Cloaks now, I probably would have revealed myself. As a White Cloak? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. um, What a twist. So Zane is one of the five white cloaks, so there are four other white cloaks with the group. And that is where we're going to end episode. Take me, Matt. Yeah, right. See, if you put him in his own room, you wouldn't have to deal with this. You know, I think a real wise man once said something basically exactly like that. I feel like that did happen. What, I poppy? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I think Einstein once said, I poppy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, after credits. And then you start laughing and I can't, I can't. Anyway, um...